For millennia, my soul has wandered through space and time. But not all who wander are lost. I am well versed in all facets of the multiverse. I have studied at the Library of Alexandria, battled alongside Genghis Khan, danced with Cleopatra, held symposiums with Plato, and meditated atop the Great Pyramid of Giza. To my condition, I have laid dormant inside this vessel called Matthew Hardy. But now, thanks to the consumer of terrestrial entities, I have been woken. You left me with no choice. I send it you to deletion. Three, two, one, and here we go. Go, 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 go. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast. That's right, you're not hearing things. It's Jay Money. I'm doing the hosting duties this week since it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a show out. And with me is the Aussie from uh, Aussie and the Palm Show, Mr. Nate Appleby. I knew you'd come. <laughs> Thanks, Jay Money. I, I pretty much just got sick of t- bitching about not having an episode out so i thought well let's just get one out just to please him it's all about pleasing t- oh god he's like a whiny little bitch isn't he oh you have no idea yeah uh, I, th- feel- I think secretly he loves it that the show's not been out the last couple of weeks so he can be considered the glue that holds that show together oh absolutely i think he does and i think he wants us to talk about him so guess what i'm done talking about him <laughs> no more t- Bye. See ya. I, I think I'm actually going to edit his name out. Just beep it out every time it accidentally yeah, gets mentioned. I'm gonna, yep. <laughs> I'm just going to beep it out. I don't want to hear him. Fair so enough. What's been going on? What's been going on with you, Nate? You celebrated a uh, anniversary on your podcast, huh? Yeah. So we got up to somehow me and Russ managed to get to one year, and wow, that, and it, it that got, is amazing. Yeah. Um. You guys might get there in about another six months. Uh, possibly. <laughs> um. But yeah, like um. If you haven't listened to our first our podiversary episode. Uh, uh, it gets a bit heated on occasions with me and Afghani Day. Great, great episode, by the way. <laughs> uh, it got to the point I, that I actually wrote him a message saying, I don't want you on my show anymore. <laughs> but what about his fan club? Oh, fuck his fan club. Where's my fan wow. club? I don't know. How come you don't have one? I don't know, because I make too much sense. Oh, all right, all right. No, uh, but... Uh- me and Dave, we're brothers, so we fight occasionally, and we get over it pretty quick, so we're over it, people, so let's move on. Move on with life. Move yeah. on to the second year of Ozzy and the Palm. Exactly. And uh, the last two episodes have been awesome, by the way. Oh, thanks very much. We try our hardest. And listening to the clips from that first episode, though, oh my god. <laughs> that was bloody horrendous, wasn't it? It was like you were on a speakerphone a mile away. That's pretty much what we were on. <laughs> or, like- or you're in your car. Yeah, like I was saying on the episode, I said Russ was actually talking and I was getting his audio through my computer speakers and recording it on my mic, and that's how we recorded the first episode because we didn't quite know how to do it. So, yes, horrendous would be. And you could tell how nervous we both were. Russ had a scripted intro and I crapped on about where I lived and family and all that bullshit. So, yeah, (laughs) but we've changed now. So, yeah. How have you been anyway, Jay Money? 
Oh, I've been good. I've been good. I um, I did a bunch of stuff since I recorded last. I want to get everyone caught up on the life and times of the man that brings the money. Let's hear it. Oh, uh, well, last weekend, I went down to my favorite casino, the Mohegan Sun Casino, down in Uncasville, Connecticut, USA Earth, Milky Way. I like to think that all the knotheads are cheering and clapping right now because they haven't heard that for so long. I'm sure at least two might be. Maybe three. Yeah, so I went down to see the recording artist, Lita Ford. She's uh, from most famous for this song that I'm going to play for you right now. That's right, Kiss Me Deadly, an all-time hair band, hair metal classic. Uh, she's also famous for... Her duet with Ozzy Osbourne. I'm sure you've heard of him, right, Nate? I have heard of him. I have not heard of her, though. Um, she did the duet with Ozzy Osbourne called Close My Eyes Forever, which actually was number eight on the Billboard Top 100 charts. So she is a top ten selling artist. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she uh, was actually in the 70s all-female rock band The Runaways. I've heard of The Runaways. Do you remember the song in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Cherry Bomb? Yes. That was that her, was, that was That was That was the Runaways. Oh, okay. That's a... She was the guitarist. Uh, the singer for that band was Joan Jett. Yeah. Heard of her? Yeah, have. Okay, so Joan Jett. And then uh, do you remember the band from the 80s, the Bangles? Yes, I do remember the Bangles. Okay. Mickey Steele, who was also in the Runaways, she was later on in the Bangles. <laughs> Didn't they make a movie about... The Runaways? No, that's the Hulu X-Men TV show. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the same. Uh, that's not the same? No, I thought they made a movie with uh, Dakota Fanning in it and uh, Kirsten Stewart. Oh, maybe I'll have to take a look. Yeah, I heard it was terrible. But... Oh, yeah, you're right. 2010 American drama film. There you go. Oh, yeah, you're right. I know some yep. stuff. You sure do. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Cool. All right. Well, that's probably something I'm not going to watch. <laughs> I won't be recommending but, um, that into the show, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cherry Bomb, that was on the Guardian soundtrack, was actually nominated for a Grammy Award. There you go. And she played all these songs when you, were, when you saw her? Yep, she played Kiss Me Deadly, she played Close My Eyes Forever. Obviously, Ozzy Osbourne wasn't there. No. So she just had her guitarist play uh, or sing his parts. And she sang Cherry Bomb, so that was pretty awesome. I took uh, Notorious Knothead, Lily Zemi went with me. Oh, really? How was she? So, oh, she was great. She uh, just recently got a new job and making significantly more money, so... Uh, we ate at Bobby Flay's Burger Palace. It's celebrity chef Bobby Flay. Uh, it's his burger joint. We ate there, and after we were done, I went, you know, used the restroom, and I came back, and I opened my wallet, and she goes, what are you doing? I go, well, I'm paying for my half. She goes, I already took care of it. Oh, she's making I, serious bank then. Because I had, like, three beers, too. What a woman. Paid. Um, funny, few funny things during the show is, um, it, it's hard to explain. These artists, like, from the 80s, these are free shows. You don't have to pay anything, so it's, like, first come, first serve in this, like, little arena. Not really an arena, but a little concert hall. Yeah. So everyone just kind of crowds in and crowds in. This was on a Saturday night at a big casino, so obviously it was packed, and we're sitting at the bar... And some guy has like a seizure 
and falls and hits his head on the bar. Jesus. The guy is lying on the ground, and nobody even cared because no one wanted to give up their spot for the show. He's so serious? Just lying, I'm dead serious. Get asked Lily Zemi. Um, he's just lying there, and no one, no one even cared. Everyone's just like, tell someone that works here. Tell someone that works here. No one moved because no one wanted to lose their spot. Because if you lose your spot, you, you're not going to get it back because it's so packed in. Yeah. Well, finally, the people from Mohegan Sun Casino come over, and everyone's like, don't pick him up. Don't pick him up. So what's the first thing the person from Mohegan Sun does? Oh, I'm guessing he picks him up. Picks him up, gets him up to his feet. His knees literally buckle backwards, and he falls back down. Oh, God. So by this time, the me- medical people came over, which I thought took an awful long time. Because no one would move. The medical people had to literally pick him up by his shoulders and his legs and carry him. They couldn't even fit the gurney into the concert area. So can I just get this straight? So a person's pretty much possibly dying on the floor. Yes. And no one would actually move to get let the medical people get in there. No. That's a bit disgusting. And I was one of those people. Oh, Jay Money. Hey, Lee Lee Zemi got us a good spot right up against the thing. Oh, God. That spot, that spot was gold. It was gold. Fair enough. So then about ha- halfway into the show, Show, uh, there's like a 20-something kid, and he obviously can't handle his booze, so he's he's drunk already, and he's dancing to the music, and he keeps bumping into this girl behind him, okay? So the girl gets pissed off, grabs him by the back of the shirt, tries to pull him to the ground. So then he, like, shakes her off, pushes her. The girl, woman, her husband comes over, and he's, like, as dude bro as you can get. Do you know what that phrase means? Uh, yeah, I'll get it. So, you know, he's the kind of guy that when me and Dr. Bill were in high school wanted to beat us up because we played video games. Yeah, understood. But but now he's waiting at midnight for Call of Duty every year. <laughs> so so he comes over and he gets in the kid's face. Yo, yo, what are you doing to my wife? You touching my wife? So then he pushes the kid. The kid knocks over like five people and me and Lily Zemi like fall into the railing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I grabbed her and I just said, let's go. And I just went back out to the casino. I'm like, I'm not getting into a fight at Lita Ford. Uh, James, oh, okay, so fighting was too much, so you got out of the way then, but someone dying, I'm not moving. Yes. All right, just like to know where Jay Money's morals are. I was thinking about Lily Zemi. I didn't want her to get hurt. Oh, true gentleman, Jay Money. Although, to be fair, she could probably, you know, uh, <laughs> she could take care of herself. <laughs> I bet. She'll probably end up looking after you. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. So uh, that was my experience down there. That was a good show. Uh, Lita Ford played great. I loved it, and I love her, and she was awesome. Then I, uh, a few days later, I saw Justice league finally and your thoughts i liked it yeah needs to be polished a bit more yeah it was good it wasn't great i would go three and a half stars out of five that's fair cool i I gave it four uh for people that don't know on my show i gave it four i just think the characters are more interesting i think if that movie was polished a bit more like a few more tweaks here and there i thought it could have been really good but yeah a few things let it down I think the problem was time. Like, if they had another six months, they yeah. could have polished it, like you said. I don't understand why they've announced this release date, so they're aiming for that. I don't understand why they just can't say, look, stuff's happened, Zack Snyder had to take off, we've changed directors, we're just going to give it another six months to make sure it's the best film possible instead of trying to hit this impossible deadline. Yeah, I mean, they did that, like, for Star Wars Episode Nine. Wasn't that supposed to originally be in the summer? Uh, yeah, exactly. So Yeah, then they, they pushed it back to December. Yeah, they changed directors. J.J. Abrams said, I need more time, so they gave it to him. But, yeah, I, I don't quite understand why they just didn't push it back. I yeah, think, I, I think maybe, maybe there's of, just 
all the bad press that it was already getting. It was just like, let's just get it out there, get it over with. We'll take a hit with this one and start pretty much fresh with the new Aquaman, yeah. Wonder Woman, and stuff like that. So, If they were smart, they would put it out on Blu-ray like two days before Christmas, and then everyone would buy it as a Christmas gift. <laughs> well, it's not making much at the box office. No, so I, I think if they were smart and they wanted to make some of the money back, they would do that. Yeah, I'm going to say not much. It's probably going to make around the seven hundred. So that's the that's the problem. That's just going to make its money back after all the marketing and all that crap. Yeah, I I, I take that with a grain of salt though, because they make a, a shitload of money through like toy sales and things like that. So I uh, I'd say money at the box office wouldn't be that much of an, a loss, but with their toy oh, sales, yeah. I reckon they'd be making money. Well, with all the Comic-Cons I went to this fall, you know how many Wonder Woman I saw? Bloody heaps. Yeah, and all different ages, too. Eight-year-old girls to, you know, 55-year-old women. Oh. So hey. I thought The Flash was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was funny. I like I liked all the characters. I really did. Yeah. I uh, like Cyborg wasn't as lame as I thought he was going to be. L- luckily, the graphics improved greatly over the trailers. Yeah, but they always do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really liked uh, Cyborg and what his suit does because I didn't really know much about Cyborg but when I found out that his suit adapts and mm-hmm. changes I thought that was cool Wonder Woman was amazing that opening scene with Wonder Woman was bloody cool you could tell they definitely uh, edited in more Wonder Woman scenes true um, like she almost had her own fight with Steppenwolf there. Remember in the beginning fight? Oh, that's right. She did too. Yeah. And uh, Wonder Woman, yeah, she was awesome, like you said. And I just, I don't know. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. And for people saying that, it's, that because it did shit at the box office, it's going to be like the end of um, the DCEU. Like they're already making, they've already made Aquaman pretty much. And Wonder yep. Woman's definitely going to get made. So Yeah, Wonder Woman 2. So, anyway, so I think we'll go ahead. But anyway, I really liked it. You obviously liked it. I liked it a bit more. But yeah. So, yeah, three and a half stars. It was good. What, has D-Rock seen it? Uh, no. I don't think he has, to be honest, to tell you the truth. No, what about... I don't have seen it either. Oh, shit, you got to beep those out. Oh, I will. <laughs> um, I was already... Fo- I was fooling around the other day with which effect to use. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, well, that's a problem. Like, everyone's super excited for, like, Avengers movies and things, but they obviously weren't exciting for the Justice League. Oh, we can talk about that Avengers trailer, Nate. Uh, <laughs> I think you already know my view on this trailer. Uh- yeah, I do. <laughs> do you disagree with what I said? Some of it, yeah. It was just a lot of looking around. Which is, basically, I've looked at it about six times. That's pretty much most of it, what it is. My big thing from the trailer is that Thanos just looks off. does look slightly like he, off, but it's still... He looked, he looked better in, like, Avengers 1 at the end. He looks too, um, like, salmon color, doesn't he? Yeah, he just looks off. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, he looks I like a... special effects aren't finished. Kind of looks like a circumcised penis. A lot of people are saying he looked like Homer Simpson. I'm sure you saw that meme. Yeah, I think I uh, tagged you in it. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was quite funny. Or another one I saw was uh, he looks like Josh Whedon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think like six months out from the movie, they're going to touch all that stuff up, I think. And yeah, what did you think? Now, of- where's our 
you go. Now, where's our uh, where's our solo trailer? Yeah, that's doesn't that come doesn't that come out like a week later or two weeks later? I hope so, because yeah, no, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, so they're both aren't they both May? They are. That's right, because I think it's going to be the yeah. first time that a Star Wars movie gets absolutely crushed at the box office. Really? Yeah, I can't I can't see it outdoing Avengers: Infinity War. No, this this Avengers is going to make a billion dollars. Oh, easy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's got to be, apart from the main Star Wars movie, it's got to be the most anticipated movie for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. I, I can't believe Spider-Man's suit. Oh, that was probably my favorite part of the trailer. Yeah, because you see that at the end of Homecoming, don't you? But you don't see him. He doesn't wear it. No, but you, yeah, but he doesn't grab it, though. So obviously at some point he decides, yeah, I actually want that suit. Well, probably when they said Thanos is coming, let's go. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how they do the whole timeline in that movie and how long. Sure, it's going to be a three-hour movie. Well, it's a, it's, it's well, I guess it's not a two-parter now, right? It's not. I think it's not. No, because it's not called Infinity War Part One. It's just called Infinity War. Oh, okay. I think the fourth one is going to be called something else. Um, yeah. So basically, how I see this movie running is that. Thanos comes down and just tries to find all the gems for his Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of it, I don't know how the good guys are going to end up winning with Thanos still around with the Infinity Gauntlet. So We'll see. I don't know. It'll be awesome, though. I reckon, it's, awesome. I reckon it's going to be a box office bomb. <laughs> Only joking. <laughs> so then uh, this past weekend, I took a day trip to uh, New York City. Uh, my favorite city in the world. Site of uh, New York Comic Con that I went to last, uh, about a month and a half ago now. Oh, wow, that was almost two months now, wasn't it? Oh, wow, that long. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I went to Lily's for brunch to uh, Midtown Comics. That's always fun. Unfortunately, it was like 90 degrees in there. So I just walked, did once a once a walk over, a walk around once. And I was like, all right, I'm out of here. It's just too hot in here. Is that like a huge comic book store there, is it? It's right in Times Square. How did I miss this when I, when, I, when I went over? It's not. in. It's on, It's down a side street, so it's not like right in Times Square. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You have to go down a little side street, but it's right off of the of the main drag of Times Square. Yeah. It doesn't have a big sign. and has a small entranceway. It's just one door, and it goes upstairs, like a real narrow staircase. Seedy. Did, while, you, while you're in um, Times Square, did you um, get asked to go to any comedy shows or anything like that? Oh, I did. <laughs> did you take? No, honestly, no, no. I just ignore those people, especially the guys with the rap CDs. Forget that. Oh, I love those people. <laughs> Fun fact, Nate: at the WalMarts around here where I live, they have guys in the parking lot trying to sell you those rap CDs. No way. Yeah. They were everywhere. And I like it how they go, oh, do you want a free CD? And you go, oh, okay. And it's like five bucks or ten bucks or... Yep. <laughs> yeah. I told... You know what? I tell the guy every time. I go, you can't spell crap without rap. says <laughs> you're lucky not to get beaten up. Yeah, I know. And then, and then you'll have a homeless person ask you for money in the Walmart parking lot. And it's like, Jesus, can I just go to Walmart in peace? At least the guy with the rap CD is actually trying to give me something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found those people really weird. Um, we also had, at, when we went to the 9-11 site, uh, we had some oh, guy yeah. uh, just walk straight up to me and my wife, give me a book on like the history of 9-11 and said, here, this is free. Oh. So we go, oh, thank you. Started walking off. He goes, no, nah, I want $30 for it. And it was like, yeah, you just said, 
You said it was free. He goes, no, no, I've got to pay for publishing and stuff like that, so it's not really free. Uh, here you go. Just take your yeah. book back. Yep, exactly. Now, I just went to the Disney store, Midtown Comics, and Toys R Us in Times Square, and then I bolted right out of there. Screw Times Square. Not a fan? No, I don't like it at all. It's just all these tourists looking up in the sky, taking pictures. Get out of my way. <laughs> hey, I was one of those tourists at one point. It's funny, too, because you literally go three blocks from Times Square, and it's a different world completely. There's nobody there. Like tourists, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, was su- I was surprised that there was a Toys R Us because they closed the big one uh, last year. Yeah, the, actually, at the beginning of this year, I think they closed it. The one with the Ferris wheel inside. Oh, they closed it, did they? Yeah, they closed it earlier this year. And then this new store, I'm not sure if it's, you know what I mean, by a pop-up store, like just for Christmas maybe? Yeah, I understand those. Even though it is a pretty big, it's like three floors, so I'm not sure if it's a permanent store or if it's just like a holiday store. Usually the holiday Toys R Us's around here are called Toys R Us Expresses. Oh, okay. And it wasn't called that. So I'm, I'm hoping it's permanent because I found a Black Series Star Wars figure that I needed. And it's just nice to have a Toys R Us around, you know? Oh, nice. Do you know, with your so. toy collecting mm-hmm. and, and D-Rock, D-Rock collects, the, collects the pops and things. Oh, he um, collects G.I. Joe, Pops, Marvel Legends. Everything. Basically. Legos. <laughs> everything except Star Wars. That's yeah, that's weird, but anyway, um, if you because it's so big over in America, like you have to go searching for these particular ones. Like in Australia, it's not as big to collect these pops, so I can just get I can pretty much just walk into any store and go, oh, these are the ones that Derek's been looking for, and there's plenty of them in my shop that I go to here. So well, not not here. Yep. So if you have an if you have a desperate D Rock for any pops, just let me know and I'll go have a look and I'll probably be able to find them for you. The only one that I've never been able to find is the it one with the hair going across the face, Pennywise. I'll look at my uh, store in the uh, the mall here at the local mall. It ha- we actually have an action figure planet store. Oh, okay. But it's like a secondary market store, so everything is like a lot more expensive. Yeah. yeah. But still, though, if there's a Black Series figure I'm looking for that I can't find anywhere, I'll pay another 10 bucks or 5 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how many, Cause I'm gonna... how many of the Black Series do you need? Do you know? Oh, there's probably 10 I need that are new ones I haven't found yet. Okay. And out of how many, though? How many do you have? Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got... I have 20... 21 sitting on my coffee table right now that I haven't opened yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. I'll send you a picture. I'm running out of space. I, I, I have to take something down. I think I'm going to take down my Transformers Creos and box those up, put them up in storage, and I'm going to put Black Series figures on those shelves. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I have seen um, you've taken photos of your place before, and it's mental. The, <laughs> amount of, the amount of toys you've got in your place is absolutely outstanding. And the funny thing is, is I have this is only half my collection. The other half is up in my attic. Oh, really? So just out of sight. Did out of I mind. have I ever have I ever told you about my Ninja Turtle collection? Yeah, yeah, you have. It's all put away in yep, the attic. It's all up in the yeah, all boxed up in the attic, all nice and neat, all mint too. No, yeah. Not even a dent on the cards. Because um, I'm a big, I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. Like it's the one thing I love the most out of comics and cartoons and things. So I love drawing them, and I can't believe that you don't have them on display. I don't have anywhere to put them. I used to. 
Just get rid of those stupid Transformers. <laughs> Transformers are all loose. I would, I would keep those Ninja Turtles in the packages. Those are never coming out of the package. Yeah, and I think I've mentioned this before. Have you ever thought about selling your toy collection and like buying a mansion? No. <laughs> you love your collection that much? Yes. Uh, that's good then. All right, remember what that, else? Remember that uh, episode, how mad I was at Dr. Dr. Drill knocked him over? <laughs> that was great. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> did I tell you about that time I had a girlfriend that knocked him over? Was that the end of the relationship? Well, no, but she knocked all the Star Wars figures over, my loose Star Wars vintage. And I purposely left them all on the floor for like two weeks. Why? Just to piss her off because she had to walk over them every time she'd go from the from my bedroom into the living room. Oh, money. Oh, God. <laughs> and she'd have to like, you know, tiptoe with her feet and make sure she didn't step on any of them. What if she broke one of them? Imagine if she broke like my like, 1977 original R2-D2 like stepped on him like his leg fell off. <laughs> that would have been the end of the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> that, that relationship didn't end well as it is. But uh, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Alright then. That's all I got, Nate. That's catching up with Jay Money. Alright, well, not a lot. You got, you got any news bites for this week? Um, yeah, uh, news bites, I've got a few things that... um has happened. Um, did you hear that Quentin Tarantino is considering directing and coming up with a story for Star Trek? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm not too sure how I feel about this because Tarantino's got a, quite a style of his own. But then would again... Would this be like R-rated? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I don't think they would do a Star Trek R-rated, do you? I don't either. No. And But then again, if he's got an idea and the last Star Trek movie didn't do that great, even though I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I'm not a Star Trek fan. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, like I, I hate TV shows, but I like these new recent movies. I've liked them all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think a Tarantino one would be like? More talking and less, uh, less action. Uh, I, I don't know. Was it going to be like Kill Bill meets Star Trek? <laughs> It'd be something like. Oh yeah, I, I really don't know. But I, I think he's. If he's got a really good idea and it sort of fits in the universe, I'll say, well, why not? Now, is this going to be a continuation of the current movies or a reboot or what? Well, I know for a fact that J.J. Abrams is going to produce it, so I'm, I just assume it's going to be a continuation of the current movies that are happening. Oh, all right. So to have Chris, uh, Chris Pine as Captain Kirk and, yeah. But anyway, and all right, that's that news done. I've also heard that... They've made three scripts for a Harley Quinn movie. Now, is this the DC Sirens movie, or is this the Harley Quinn movie, or is this the Harley Quinn and Joker movie? Uh, see, that's where I don't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is, and this is kind of the news that you hear secondhand from someone heard from somewhere that they've made three scripts for Harley Quinn. But I think I think as of now, there's five Harley Quinn movies possible. <laughs> well, if you count like Suicide Squad too, yeah, then, uh, you know, and then you have Harley Quinn solo, DC Sirens, Do- Joker and Harley Quinn, and then I don't know, yeah, she's gonna be in Justice League too. I think uh, I think DC Sirens is out of the question now. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I was looking forward to that. I think a lot of the problem is that they kind of do like. 
at the moment they do sort of um, throw movies at the wall and see which one sticks. It'll be it'll be good to have Harley Quinn along with the Joker being villains in a movie for a change. I think that would be good instead of. They're my favorite part of Suicide Squad. Oh, me too. I thought I liked Jared Leto's version of the Joker because it was different from anything that we've seen before, and Harley Quinn was great. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I love that Joker. I love the way they're driving around in his car, just the interaction between them. Yeah, he's like a bloody meth dealer. Yep. <laughs> like, off his off his head. And I thought it was great. And I thought, because if you went down the same line as, like, your Jack Nicholson or your Heath Ledger, it would just be copying and everybody would be up in arms about that. But, yeah, I always say about um, Suicide Squad, the actual Suicide Squad itself are really good. It's just that the movie they were putting was bloody woeful. Yeah, I just want I just want to see Batman face off against the Joker or the Flash. Just give me a movie that is a bit more down to earth. Than... I just I want I want a DC Sirens movie, Nate, for my own selfish reasons. Can you imagine the cosplay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm thinking about. The cosplay. Well, can you all this cosplay at New York Comic Con? Well, you, you bloody, you're lucky because you have heaps of bloody comic cons that you can go to over there. I have one that I could possibly get to a year. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, unlike you, that can go to a comic con every weekend. Basically, yeah. If I want to drive, you know, depends how far I want to drive. See, I have to get on a plane and go to a different state to go to <laughs> to a comic con, which sucks. But yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. There's some of the news bits that I've heard this week. I can't think of any others. Not uh, only do we have Comic-Cons around here, we have these gaming conventions now. We we also have one of those a year, and I also have to get on a plane to go see that one as well. Is that a, a retro gaming convention? Uh, no, just gaming in general. Uh, have you heard of right. PAX? Yep. Yeah, we, we have one of them in Melbourne that people go to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, PAX East is in Boston. Oh, there you go. So it's an hour and a half for me. And because I'm, I'm married with a child and a kid on the way, I don't get to go to these things anymore. I haven't so, never been to PAX. I heard it's like New York Comic Con, just so crowded you can't even move. Oh, really? That's the yeah. thing. Do you think like the New York Comic Con's getting too big and it's too crowded? Where? What else are you going to do? There's no bigger building to put it in. This building that they have it in is just so freaking huge. And they're actually expanding it. Maybe just sell less tickets to it, but then I suppose they want to make money, don't they? Yeah, and from what I heard from D-Rock, who went to Rhode Island Comic Con? I didn't make it. Um, the tickets got sold out, and I couldn't go because I waited so long to buy the tickets. But uh, D Rock went, and he said he might not do it next year. He said it was just too unorganized, too crowded. You couldn't even move anywhere. It's a, it's a shame because you need you need when you especially when you're hunting for comics and stuff like D Rock would be. You need your you need space to actually get in there and have a look. And if you're always crowded, you feel rushed and everything. But yeah. That's the thing. D-Rock goes, you know, for back issues. He's a he goes to a comic book con for the comic books number one. Yeah, wise man. <laughs> I'll be going to uh, Wizard World Portland uh, again next year. And, hang on, why do you go to comic cons? For everything. Yeah. To uh, look to look for the toys, to look at the cosplayers. Is the cosplay number one reason, though, Jay Money? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it. I buy I buy very little. You know, I buy a Black Series figure here or two. I buy a couple of Legos. Yeah. Last Comic-Con I went to, I bought a couple of back issues that I really was after and a few toys, and then basically I just went down. I love going to Artist Alley and just um, talking to the artists and 
seeing what they do and how they how they got to where they are basically because I love to draw and that's what I love yep. about Comic Con. So a lot of the cons now, though, it's almost just like multimedia con. You know, it's just a pop culture con. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not just about comics anymore, is it? Yeah, like I don't know if you remember when I reviewed Wizard World, how I said there was probably two back issue dealers at this whole convention. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's because that that's a pop culture con. That's not really a comic con, even though they call it Wizard World a comic con. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember going to uh, comic cons back in the day, and that's all there was. There was just comics, nothing else. Fair enough. Oh, maybe maybe uh, baseball cards. Baseball cards. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I I went through the whole phase of basketball cards and wasted so much money on those bloody things. <laughs> could have bought I have a, a lot of wrestling. I could have bought. A, I probably could have bought a house by the time I was twenty-one if I didn't buy all those bloody base basketball cards. And then those just plummeted in value, like woo. Yeah, and it's the same probably with like the pop figures now. Like at one point, no one's going to want to collect them, and they're just going to drop in price. And so, if you're collecting them for, uh, to make money, start selling now. Oh, I've been saying that for like two years now. I can't wait for the ceiling to fall out on those. And it, and it will happen, like it happens with everything. But yeah, that's why I, I don't mind taking mine out of the boxes and just having them on display because I don't care about reselling them. I like them because I collect them. But, yeah, yeah, I can just picture three years from now, you're going to go to Comic-Con and it's going to be a giant box. Pops, 25 cents each. Mix and match. <laughs> yeah, and I look forward to that day. <laughs> <laughs> I, they just have the license for everything. They do, don't they? Like absolutely bloody everything. Everything from sports to Star Wars to horror movies to co- to cartoons. Co- it's they, they have. I, I don't. I can't figure that out. They have the license to everything. I think because they do. I know. Look, I can't really think of why or how they get away with it and stuff. How long until we have a, a pop pop movie? Oh no, they. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. Don't give them any ideas. It'll be like the Lego movie, and because they've got the license to bloody every single character ever, imagine what you could do with it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, they, how... have the, uh, they have the wrestling, they have WWE license, so maybe some wrestlers can be in it. Yeah, they have show, weird shows like um, Silicon Valley as well, and Stranger Things. They have TV shows, movies gaming, everything, they've got it covered. Yeah, it's crazy. wonder if they're owned by Disney. If they're not, they will be. <laughs> Every, everything will be. Sooner or later, everything will be. DC? Yeah. yeah, probably. It wouldn't surprise me. Can you imagine a, uh, what would they do? Hulk against Superman movie or something? Uh, uh, now we're talking. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd imagine if they did buy it, they would just keep them separate until the, the probably the market for superhero movies was starting to plunge and then they would go all right let's pull the pin and do yeah batman versus iron man or hulk versus avengers Super. avengers versus justice league yeah and how mental would that be it'd probably be something like a time travel dimensional portal or something yeah they think i'll fight on like a on like a planet yeah uh, that would be cool the whole three-hour movie would just be them just fighting. <laughs> no storyline whatsoever. Nope. I'd watch that, actually. Oh, I would, too. Captain America fighting Batman. Oh, that'd be awesome. He's just throwing his all his crap at Captain America, and he's blocking all with the shield and stuff. <laughs> uh, we should start writing this movie right now. I think we did. Yep. It's written itself. And who, who wins, though, J-Money? It's going to be like, um, you remember back in the day, the Clue movie for the board game Clue? I'm, I've never seen it, but... 
You you know what I'm talking about, though. Uh, I do, yeah. Okay, well, that movie in the theaters had three different endings. Okay. So I think what would happen is there will be one ending where Avengers win, one ending where the Justice League wins, and then one ending where it's just kind of a draw. <laughs> and you go to the cinema, not knowing which one you're going to see. You don't know. <laughs> That's good. So you, you'll have people going to see the movie ten times because mm-hmm. they've seen the same ending three times. Wait a minute, i got to see these other endings. And then there'll be a, uh, another one that someone else comes down and just destroys them all. <laughs> Dark Side and Thanos team up. Yeah, or you see like the Star Trek Enterprise come down and beam them all off the planet. We're giving them too many ideas, Nate. we got to stop. <laughs> At one point in time, there's going to be this massive movie with every single character that you can think of. A bit like the Lego movie. Oh, yeah. But in, yeah, uh, live, live action. Of course, this will be after Disney already bought Fox, so we'll have the X-Men, too. Yeah, are you happy with that idea? Oh, yeah. I'm all for it. I want the X-Men in the the proper Marvel universe. Yeah, I'm just a bit worried. They have... Deadpool as well, don't they? Yes. Yeah, I'm just a bit worried that they'll tame down a Deadpool movie. Yeah, even Ryan Reynolds himself had tweeted that he was worried about that. Yeah, because you can't have a good Deadpool movie if it's not R-rated. No, no, not at this point. Not after you've got, you've had, by then you'll have had at least two very successful movies with a successful formula. Yeah, and stuff like that. So I wonder if they buy, they buy the network and then they just keep them separate as much as possible, so... Even though it's owned by Disney, it'll still be run separately, so you still get your Deadpool movies and your R-rated movies. And then when Marvel want to like pick and choose which characters they use, they have the rights to do that. So that's how I'd probably yeah, do it. I, I just want a Secret Wars movie. That's my favorite comic book storyline of all time. Okay. And you don't need Deadpool for that. He wasn't even created yet. Well, there you go. Done. So we're solving the world's issues, Jay Money. Exactly. So that's it for the news. You want to go on to uh, recommendations, Nate? Uh, yeah, I will recommend a few things. Or well, one thing. Cool. What do you got for the knotheads out there? Well, I'm going to recommend the Marvel Netflix show, The Punisher. Have you gotten through the whole show yet? I have. And cool. it's very good. It's back to... Um, I really like Daredevil season one and two, but uh, and Jessica Jones, I really like that as well. But the other ones have let me down a fair bit, especially the Defenders. I thought that was rubbish. But this Punisher series back on track. Oh, it was brutal. It was well written. Uh, the pacing was great. Um, it sets it up at the start really well, and then uh, knocks it out of the park by the end. So, but very brutal. How's the budget? Budget's good. Um, I think they they spent their money really well. Um, a lot of the scenes are in one spot and it all makes sense and it really works. So I think they've saved money doing things like that. But everything looks great. There's because there's no how do I say it? there's no like superhero like with powers and stuff in the show. So it's all just basically him going up against other army mercs and stuff like that. So yeah. who's the main villain? Is it Bullseye? No, um, I I can't I can't really say who the main villain is without spoiling stuff. So I don't want to spoil it for people. Yeah, because it's so new. Yeah, and that's part of the part of the fun of finding out during the movie so i thought it's down it's very grounded it's not like you don't have like a bullseye character or or anything like that in this show so yeah but it does get very brutal and gruesome at stages which is what for the squeamish oh no um but yeah that's what i recommend for people to go out and watch what about you joe money well i actually have a non-recommendation this week okay or you know what a not recommendation (laughs) that's better what what is it i not think of that (laughs) and you're gonna uh you're gonna be interested in this one i am not going to recommend star wars battlefront 2 oh really for xbox one playstation 4 and pc 
PC. Why this is that? Game, well, first of all, you heard about the controversy over the loot crates, right? No. First of all, a loot crate is a random box that you can purchase using the in-game crystals that you accumulate while you're playing the game. You know, the better that you do, the more crystals you get. Yeah. And in these loot boxes is just random stuff. You don't know what you're getting. You could get a new gun. You could get a, a skin for a character. You could get a new bomb. You just get random crap. You don't know what you're going to get. Now, the trick, the shady thing was, is that you could buy more of these crystals with real-world money. No. So people were buying $200 worth of these crystals and opening up, buying all these loot crates, and day one, they're, like, maxed up on some of their weapons, so they have a completely unfair advantage of someone who doesn't have funds to buy these loot crates. That's bloody stupid. Now, it got so bad that over here in the United States, the government actually got involved. <laughs> really? And the government said that what this is, is this is on... This is gambling because you're you're spending money for just a random box of stuff for the game. It's like buying a lottery ticket. Oh, I see. Yeah. When you think of it like that. Yeah. So the government was like started to investigate this. Now, this has happened in other games before, like uh, Battlefield 1. They've done the same system, but I think because those are M-rated games, they just, they're like, you're supposed to be 17 to be playing this anyways. Yeah. Whereas Star Wars, you know, is rated teen and it's Star Wars, so it has a much bigger, broader audience and it's just people know more about it so so there was so you have all these kids that are trying to play going up against people that are spending money maxing out their character and then just absolutely annihilating everybody or you have these kids that are on their parents xbox account and spending <laughs> the parents money like not really knowing what they're doing oh man yeah so ea got a lot of shit for that and yeah, fair enough too yeah so they about a week after the game's launch they decided that they weren't gonna let you buy loot crates with real world money now you, you can only buy them by playing the game and progressing. Yeah, that's how it should be. Um, and didn't the problem with the first Battlefront was that they, they only released a certain amount of maps and you had to buy all the new maps that came out as well? Yes. So the DLC content. And it's like, yep. why why are you doing that? Like, it's just a greedy way of um, releasing games these days, isn't it? It's EA. That's just how they are now. And they're starting to get in trouble. And I heard a rumor that Disney may pull the Star Wars license from them. And so they should. What's the actual game like, though? It's just a first person shooter. It's the. This is also part of my complaining about it um remember how the first game was online only yeah okay this game has a campaign which i have not played yet all right yeah um, I've, I've heard it's only about four or five hours long so after i you know do the campaign i'll do like a final star review of the game but as for the multiplayer only there's only five modes the first game had like at least 10 to begin with this has five and <laughs> of the five modes two of them are completely shit which ones are they? The Starfighter Assault, which is the one where you're up in space flying a TIE fighter against an X-Wing. Do you remember how bad the controls were on the first one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, it's, exa it's exactly the same. They didn't change anything. Mm. It might even be worse. So that mode is useless. And then, you remember the Heroes versus Villains mode? Yeah. So you remember how there would be, we'll say, eight players on a team, and two of them will be heroes, and then the other six were just regular soldiers? Yeah. This time, you just have four heroes against four villains. Okay. That's it. Okay. It's so stupid. Okay. <laughs> 
So you're just running around this map, or are you, and it's just completely random. Like, I'm Ray against Darth Vader. Who wins? Whoever just hit you with the lightsaber first? It just sucks. So that mode is completely useless. And then there's three other just regular, you know, modes. And it's exactly the same gameplay. They didn't change anything. Oh, really? The problem I found with the first one, the gameplay was so... It was just something off about it. Like, I used to play a lot of Call of Duty, and they worked out the maps really well in Call of Duty, so... It's fast action. It's easy to kill people, and but I found it really hard to shoot people in Battlefront, and just all over the place, and really crappy. And it seems like they rushed the game. Yeah, to come out before the movie. Yeah, and they yeah. what they should have done is just sit on it. They've got Star Wars license, so why wouldn't yep. you just sit on it and make the best game possible? Because greed. They're yeah, greedy. Yeah. So the yeah, and then the map. I mean, the maps. The new maps are cool. It has you know characters from the new movies, the old movies, uh, Rogue One. So that's cool. It has the prequel trilogy characters. So that part is cool. I like playing as the battle droids. It's actually really fun. They're all like Roger, 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 Roger. <laughs> Uh, that's that, poor that's actually fun. <laughs> so that part is actually fun. But, I mean, how can we have five modes? Like, half the modes of the first game? Come on. Yeah, I agree. I won't be yeah, buying that game. No, I mean, it's when it's like maybe 15 bucks US dollars, I would buy it. That's how I get most... Actually, I get most of my games now because one of my mates buys them. He plays them and he just lends them to me now. So that's how I get my games. Nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't do a season pass for this game. So I don't know if they're going to release new maps for free, which they should should by at this point i hope so yeah because they didn't do a season pass like they did last time where you could pre-purchase all the new maps for a discounted price oh right, yeah I, 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 i'm gonna be honest i miss the days where you used to buy a game and that was the game yeah you didn't, you didn't have to worry about downloadable content or anything like that it was just like you bought the game you play it through and you were done well how about the fact that you buy the game you come home and you have to update the thing for three hours before you can play oh that drives me mental as well i mean you're on playstation so i'm assuming it's the same way yeah absolutely it is yeah it's it's almost like the game's not even on the disc all that's on the disc is like a key yeah to unlock everything else yeah to un- yeah to unlock everything because every game has like a 50 gig install now <laughs> yeah it's crazy isn't it and like yeah so it's like you buy the game you come home from work oh well might as well put the game in go take your shower go eat dinner you know and then maybe by then the game will be ready to play yeah no um i remember buying uh the last of us on uh just downloading it and i remember it took nearly 16 hours to download and i was like are you kidding me i just should have i just should have gone to the shop and bought it yep wow yeah if you want to uh go back in the j money archives go on my instagram and go back to when the wii u launched because yeah. like the thing updated for two days oh really like 14 15 hour updates no way yep and i kept posting pictures like crazy it's, uh they gotta they gotta come up with a better system than these I, online updates like i i couldn't play the thing for two days because it would just kept updating and updating and there were like i went to i remember i started updating it went out to eat went to the movies went back to the bar after the movies came home the thing's still updating i'm like how slow is this yeah it was ridiculous and you've got pretty good internet don't you oh yeah we, we have real fast internet yeah it just yeah something on there and makes it slow but yeah so that's what i got i don't recommend star wars battlefront 2 and like the sucker i am i bought the 80 dollar version well all, all games in australia are a minimum of 80 dollars, if not like 110 for new games all right yeah here in the u.s 
uh, the standard version of the game is 60. So did you get like a metal box version? No. No? I got like, all I got was in-game content. Oh, really? Yeah, like an extra gun and like uh, an upgrade for one other gun. I don't even know. I don't, I can't even tell. I'm looking at the back of the pocket package. I'm like, what do I get for my extra $20? I get a cooler cover. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, the, the cover art is cooler. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I worked at GameStop for nine years, so I know what a ripoff all this shit is. Oh, I've got one more recommendation, if you don't mind money. No, not at all, Nate. Um, I, I bought the uh, Nintendo, uh, the SNES Mini, Super Nintendo awesome. Entertainment Mini. I have Classic? S- yep. I have so much fun with this. Really? Yeah, and I can sit down and play the games with my four-year-old daughters. So it means that we can play them together, and it's really fun. And it's just, the, the games, the graphics are so shit. Yep. But the gameplay is so much fun, and I recommend that to anyone that wants to go out and buy it. That's my favorite system of all time. Yeah, it's just, oh, the games are so good. I'm playing um, the original Mario Kart. Oh, uh, love it. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, love that love game. Love it. That, those graphics, got to admit, weren't bad. Uh, they weren't bad at the time. But what happens is because now I'm playing it on a huge screen, oh, yeah. it stretches out the pixels. So that yeah. makes it look worse than it probably actually is if I was playing on a small screen again. I gotcha. Yeah. But no, Street Fighter can't go wrong. Oh, I bought my Super Nintendo the uh, day that Street Fighter 2 came out. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's my favorite. Well, we talked on your show, my favorite game of all time. Oh, yeah, you did too. Yeah, so uh, I, I remember buying it the day it came out. And actually, that game back in 1991 was $80. Really? Do you? Yeah, you remember how the cartridges were really expensive? That's what they were too. Remember Nintendo 64 games? Or there were some that were 100 Yeah. Oh, look, you're talking to an Australian here that has to pay astronomical money oh. for bloody games. Yeah, still. Yeah. Did you like Street Fighter over those 10p machine that Russell's talking about? Like when you put the coins in and it spits out more coins? That's not a video game. I still can't believe he picked that. <laughs> I can't believe it made his top five, but it made his number one. Number one. I mean, that's not even a game. You know what that is over here? They have that at the casino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't believe. A, that's like that's like picking a slot machine over Street Fighter. Yeah, makes no sense. Anyway, we're not here to pick on Russ. We should be picking on Tom Moore. Ooh. Exactly. <laughs> so I still haven't seen one of those in the store here. Oh, really? Nope. And you know how much I go toy hunting. Jesus. No, nope, um, I still have not seen one. Yeah, because when it came out over the US, they sold it really quick, didn't they? Oh, instantly. Yeah, and like so, I thought I wouldn't be able to find one here, and I was just walking through one of our stores, JB Hi-Fi here, and um, yeah, they were just sitting at the back. I said, "Are they for sale or are they pre-ordered?" And they go, "No, they're for sale." So I just bought one. Simple. Yeah, send, I... send me the money, money, and I'll uh, send one over to. I think it's Pal over there, though. Won't it be different? Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I even go on a. I, I go on an online stock thing trying to look at stock. Uh, it's like they have inventory checkers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm going right now to see if anyone has them in stock online. Out of, Target, out of stock. Walmart, out of stock. Toys R Us, out of stock. Nope, nobody. <laughs> that's that's mental. Well, you, you want to give me... You want me to tell you a little secret? Always. Just between well, you because, and Because, yes. And all the knotheads. From working at GameStop for nine years, okay? When those Super Nintendo Classics would come into GameStop, none of them went to the customers. They all went to the employee. Oh, really? Yeah, and then the employees sold them on eBay. Oh, nice. <laughs> or or the employees... You remember when the, the Wii was the hottest thing in the world? Oh, yeah, everybody was playing it. I used to, Yeah, we, when we would get some in, I always would save a couple for friends of mine that wanted them. And I would call them, and I'd be like, I got a Wii for you. You got to pick it up within, like, the next two hours. And they'd be like, okay, okay, I'll be right there. So I, I would ring up the Wii behind the counter on the floor so no customers could see it. And then I would suspend the transaction. Then I'd put the Wii in 
in like three bags and I throw in the back room. And, and so when my friend would come in, I would just resume the transaction. We just scan the receipt so nobody saw any. And then he would pay for it. And then I go in the back room. I get him this bag that I, you know, I put five bags so you couldn't see through it at all. Uh, and I would hand it to him and I'd be like, just run, run to your car because if anybody sees you got this, you're gonna get mugged for it. <laughs> Well, they're that popular, were they? It was crazy, Nate. Especially the 30 people in the store right now that have just asked me in the last five minutes if we had any Wii's in stock. Oh, wow. So that was crazy. I think that's when living in Australia, like, we might pay a little bit more, but we never seem to have issues like that with gamings or games or anything like that. Like, we've always got stuff in stock. Uh, the Wii went on for, like, two years. It was such that a f- was just... It was so much fun. I think I think because it was... You could have fun with mates with that one, or you could play it by yourself, or... Yeah, it was just good. Young kids could play it. It was just everyone could enjoy the Wii. Oh, yeah. The the first year it came out, that New Year's Eve, uh, D-Rock had a party at his apartment, and that's all we did. We played bowling all night for like <laughs> four in the morning. Uh, I used to play bowling against my wife, and she always beat me, so stuff that game. <laughs> yeah, that was that was sick. You would answer the phone at GameStop. They were calling GameStop. We do not have any Wii's in stock. Can I help you? <laughs> Really? That was like the that was the greeting because uh-huh. you knew that. Then they would go. Uh, I was just gonna ask that question. Yeah, sorry. Do you know when you're getting him in? No. No. Does any other? St- this one I love too because I worked in the GameStop in the mall. So they would come in and they'd say, "Does anywhere else in the mall have them?" Uh-huh. And I'm like, "No, I-, I didn't go check Best Buy and Target before my shift started." Sorry. <laughs> What the hell, you stupid savage? Uh, I could go on a whole show about GameStop. Don't trust me. Uh, I'll leave that up for your next week's episode if you guys get your act together and have one. Well, I'm thinking next week's probably going to be the last Jedi review. Well, hopefully. So we'll see what happens. All right, Nate. So I'm going to do a little uh, social media. You know who I'm going to throw it over to? Uh, The virtual J-Money himself. Virtual J-Money. Take it away. Thanks, J-Money. Well, you can like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com backslash notpodcast1. You could follow us on Instagram at notpodcast1. You could follow us on Twitter at notpodcast1. We are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube. Check us out on the nerdpodcastmafia.com website and also check us out on podknife.com and leave us a five-star review. Back to you. You know, I love how everyone loves Virtual J Money. When I went to Mohegan Sun with Lily Zemi, she was like, I love J- Virtual J Money. I think it's that echo that he ha- that Virtual J Money has that just sort of tips him above the, r- the normal J Money. I don't know what it is. Everybody, everywhere I go, when's Virtual J Money going to be on the show? Why can't you have Virtual J Money do more segments? Uh, there's not enough J Money to go around. Apparently not. So... That's going to do it for me. Nate, you want to pimp Ozzy in the Palm? Yeah, so you can find us on Ozzy in the Palm on SoundCloud. Find us on Twitter, Ozzy underscore the Palm. You can find us on Facebook. We release our show weekly, every Sunday, and we have been consistent through 53 episodes, and we love consistency on our show. Can't say the same here. (laughs) Uh, You guys have had a hard time, and hopefully this will appease for just a little bit so you can stop bitching and moaning about Masterpiece Theater I recommend that as well that is smashing District 9 this week if you have any suggestions for us to smash maybe they could tweet us Nate great idea and you can tweet us at smash the number two piece I think (laughs) (laughs) something like that yeah alrighty then I think that's gonna do it we got a full episode in the can thank you thanks for having me Andre thank you very much thanks Thanks, Nate Appleby, the Aussie in the Aussie in the Palm, for being on Not Another Nerdy Podcast. I am Jay Money. Bye-bye. See ya.